0: We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom.
2: I just don't fathom it.
0: The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world.
4: Live across the world on the interwebs and uh, across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. It is The Michael Dukes Show. Broadcasting live every morning from six to eight a.m. Good morning, my friends. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a member of the six o'clock club, which, of course, is uh, our little—it's—it's uh, it's, you know—it's just kind of a—it's kind of a swag thing. You just—you get it for showing up and being here. That's what it's all about. Good morning, and welcome to the program. Thank you for being part of it today. Um, I've got. Uh, well, I've got I've got some stories and headlines today, and uh, I had been working on some guests, and that just no, just it's Monday, man. Nobody wants to get up early on Monday and come on the program because, well, Monday. So uh, we're going to uh, we're going to dive into it, and uh, and just you and me, we're going to hang out and chat about some of the big stories that are going on across the country this morning, across the state of Alaska. And we're going to be uh, taking a look overall at um, kind of what's what's coming up and what we're going to be facing, both as a uh, as a state and as a nation in the coming days. And uh, it's going to be well, it's going to be an it's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting sh- uh, chat today. Uh, that means, by the way, that the phone lines are open. We're going to uh, open up the lines and do uh, a little bit of open line, open forum today. So any topic is fair game. Feel free to dive into it. We're also going to cover, uh, you know, kind of revisit this morning, the charter of changes and see, is it still applicable? Is it still applicable to what we're doing here in the state and to fixing what is wrong? Uh, I mean, the too-long-don't-read version of that is yes, I believe so. Um, maybe we have to tweak it a little bit, but I think that overall it still fits, uh, the, uh, it still fits as a solution for what is going on here in the state. So we're going to be working on that and, uh, kicking things around and talking about stuff this morning. So, uh, feel free to, uh, jump on board and discuss with us this morning, uh, any of the, the, the topics that are on your mind. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. So the phone number to call, uh, if you haven't written it down already is 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. want to say a special thanks this morning to um, uh, some of the newest members of the Common Sense Corps, which include Paul and uh, which include Paul and Herder and Russell. Who have joined the show uh to help us out. Oh, there was one more. And I've uh I've totally forgotten that. Oh, Tawny. Tawny was the other one. Man, just for a second there. Lost my mind for a second. Okay. So Tawny is the fourth one. Brand new members of the Common Sense Corps. And we say thank you very much to all of them for uh uh for helping to support the show. If you'd like to become a member of the core. Uh, It is a way to uh, help support the show and to be part of the group. You get access to the special Facebook, private Facebook page and more where we hang out and share different ideas and talk about stuff and everything else on top of other stuff, including beard curler coffee and um, all different kinds of stuff. So it's okay. Um, It's uh, it's it's uh, it's good stuff. So. Come out and join us if you'd like to become a member of the core. Just go to michaeldukeshow.com and click on Join the Core, Or you can go straight over to Patreon at patreon.com slash michaeldukeshow. If you would like to support the show, get some coffee, um, t-shirts, lunches. There's all kinds of stuff you can do there. Okay. All right. Um, where do I want to start? Yes, today is a holiday. Uh, it's the new federal holiday, um, the newer federal holiday, um, uh, Juneteenth. I mean, all the, I guess all the 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 government people are off. It's a federal holiday. I'm assuming banks will be closed and uh, and everything else. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of us are just chugging along, continuing along, doing our thing. So we will we'll keep. Next holiday for us is going to be on July the fourth. So. That'll be, uh, it's a couple weeks away. Yep, that's uh, just uh, just a, a hair over uh, two weeks. I guess it's two weeks from today. So two weeks from today um, will be uh, the next holiday that we recognize here on the program and take off. Um, we will not be on the air on July the 4th. Uh, but hopefully neither are you. Hopefully you're out there enjoying the family, cooking up some barbecue celebrating the independence of America and doing all that kind of stuff. So hopefully you'll get a chance to sleep in a little bit and uh and enjoy yourself. Okay. Well, where where do we start here? Where do we start? I guess we could start on the uh on the on the race, on the on the uh, political race. Solstice. Yeah, I guess solstice is tomorrow, but that's not a holiday that I'm going to uh I don't, I mean, I, I don't recognize solstice. Um, let's talk about the race for the U S house seat. So they uh, counted a bunch more votes. And in fact, uh, they've got up to, uh, a hundred and, uh, 47, almost 148,000 votes. Uh, now counted, uh, they're going to be doing one more count tomorrow is the plan. And uh, it's looking uh, like we've locked in the top four uh, with that last batch of votes being counted. Mary Peltola gained some more ground. And so it looks like she is going to be the fourth contender uh, in the field of four, which we will be voting on uh, coming up in um, uh, coming up in August on August the 16th. We'll be uh, we'll be voting on the next batch. It'll be the special general election which this one will be um, this one will be the uh, you know the rank choice voting uh, taking place on exactly the same day as the jungle primary for the regular elections so it ought to be interesting to say the least um, right now though it looks like I'm sorry hundred and uh, hundred and fifty thousand thirty six votes have been cast. And counted uh, out of 587,000, that puts it at about a 25.55% turnout for the election thus far. Uh, Again, the next count is going to be tomorrow. And then they will be certifying the election this Saturday, the 25th, will be the certification of that election. But right now, numerically, it looks like that uh, Mary Peltola has... uh, done enough to uh, to take it. Sarah Palin currently at 27.59% with 41,000 votes. Nick Begich at 19.27% with almost 29,000 votes. Al Gross at 12.65% with nearly 19,000 votes. And then Mary Peltola at 9.44% of the vote with uh, just over 14,000 votes overall. Uh, The question was, would Tara Sweeney catch up with her? Because at one point they were within only 1,000 votes of each other. But as of right now, again, Peltola with just over 14,000 votes. Tara Sweeney has 8,600, almost 8,700 votes. So numerically... Don't think it's going to move in that direction, and pretty much everybody is calling for the fact that it looks like Peltola is going to be the fourth candidate in this race. Now, what, is that, what does that mean? Well, it means uh, that you're going to have four choices when you go to the ballot on, um, on August the 16th. When you go to the ballot, you're going to have four different choices. It'll be those four people. Um, and they are going to ask you to rank them one, two, three, and four. Who who do you want it to be? Now you can just rank one and then walk away. That is totally your that is totally your um, your right to do so. You could vote two and walk away, or three and walk away. Um, but. Just know that if your if your vote is, uh, if your candidates in the, you vote one and your candidate does not receive or p- get picked in the first round of choosing, then your vote is exhausted. And that ballot obviously doesn't go into the second count phase. So uh, it's, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, conundrum right now. Um, you've got Palin and Begich and Gross and Peltola. Which ones you would like to see in that position? Uh, that's a good question. Now whoever gets it is going to have a leg up in the in the regular election, I was gonna say general, the regular election. So remember, this is a special election to fill out the last three months of Don Young's current term. So it would run into in December right at the beginning of January, right? On the 16th, not only will you be voting in a ranked-choice fashion for whoever's going to fill out the last three months, you're also going to be asked to fill out a jungle primary ballot for the seat moving from January forward. So you'll actually be voting for people twice on August the 16th. One in the ranked-choice voting for the special general election. And you'll be able to that you could vote all, rank all four, and then on the jungle primary, you'll be able to vote for one for that seat from January moving forward. Is that clear? I mean, I'm hoping that that's I'm hoping that that's clear. In addition to that, you'll be voting for all the other seats that are available uh, in the state. In, in Jungle Primary fashion on the 16th. The only race you'll be able to score for will be for the special general election to fill out Don Young's seat for the next three months. I I hope that's not clear as mud. I really, really hope that that is not just, you know, clear as whatever. Um, Because this ranked choice voting thing is still uh, a, a, a little confusing to people. Now, and I know some people are like, well, I get it. Why doesn't everybody else get it? Well, I don't know. Why do some people understand rocket science and other people's don't? It's just people are trying to wrap their brain. Remember, we've all been voting one person, one vote for generations. And this kind of throws a, kind of a wrench into it. And the worst part is, is that we're now going to have both styles of voting on the same day, on the same ballot, for literally the same seat. Okay? So you'll have the vote for the Congress seat twice on August the 16th. One is the general special election, which is ranked choice for the remaining three months, and one is the jungle primary for the seat after January. Just in case you were wondering. I'm trying to i'm trying to I'm trying to make it as simple as possible, but it's going to be confusing. Um and in fact, people are having a you know, a difficult time understanding it. Even the group that uh, that proposed this and got this on the ballot and got it passed is struggling a little bit to get the information out and to educate voters on exactly how this is supposed to go. so we'll we'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, and there are some strategies that can be used here on the rank choicing and everything else. But we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. We will be back with more of The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free thinking Radio. Do you understand the rank choice voting system? Do you understand what's coming up in August? Or do you have questions about it? I would love to hear what you have to say. Give us a call right now at 907 433 Thirty-one fifty on the Satellite West call-in line. Give us a call, and uh, we'll explain it to you if you need help or if you have questions or thoughts on Ranked Choice Voting and Jungle primary. I'd love to hear what you have to say as well. Phone lines are open right now, 907-433-3150. Back with more right after this.
0: If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: Okay, we're in the break right now. Uh, All the phone lines are open. If any of you would like to sound off, we'd love to hear what you have to say on this and uh, why um jerica says a little confusing is an understatement not one average person i've spoken to since being back in alaska has known how rank choice voting works i've had to explain it to literally literally everyone i've discussed the election with um good morning youtube cut out so i came here 35 degrees and dead horse good morning rob YouTube cut out because I got started and Facebook was not picking up. I don't know why, so I had to kill the broadcast and restart the broadcast. So if you want to switch over to YouTube, I believe YouTube is uh, uh, YouTube should be back up and running this morning. YouTube never has a problem picking up the broadcast. Uh, it's always um, it's always Facebook that has some kind of issue, uh, uh, some kind of issue breaking things down. I don't know why. Yeah, see, I've got uh, 13 people that are currently watching on YouTube right now. So, good morning and thank you for coming out and joining us on YouTube. If you're on YouTube this morning, say hi, so I can see you in the chat room. I saw a bull earlier, uh Alaskan bull. Uh, thank you for coming on board, and thank you for saying hi in the first video right before I killed it.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, uh, I hate that. I don't know why. Facebook is just so finicky, but it's where most of the people show up. I mean, I guess my question is, if I killed Facebook and didn't use Facebook and just used YouTube or something like that, would that be better for you guys? I I don't know. I can't can't figure it out. I mean, I tried to multicast to give a little bit of a broader, to give people more choice. Unfortunately, that ends up diluting the whole broadcast because then I can only see a portion of the people who are on there. I can see everybody's comments. But I, I can only see a portion of the people or that are on there. I'm debating whether or not I should just kick Facebook to the curb altogether. I would get, <clears throat> Alaskan Bull says, I'd get to my, three, my 1K subscriber mark faster. That's true. That's true. Uh, I would love, um, I, and I would love to do that. There are so many different features. Uh, YouTube actually has a lot more features than Facebook when it comes to interaction with the audience. But most of them don't get unlocked until you have a thousand subscribers. I mean, I got thirty five hundred followers or thirty six hundred followers on Facebook. You'd think I could get a third of them to go over uh, to go over and uh, and like or subscribe on the Facebook page, but it just it's you can't do that. Um, Kfar Radio app isn't working this morning. I will make a mention of it. I tried YouTube, but it wouldn't let me comment. Yes, I'm done with you with Facebook," says Kelly. But yet here I am. Um, I think OBS Studio will allow you to stream on several platforms at the same time. That's I actually use OBS Studios for broadcasting the show, and OBS does not allow for multi-stream. But I do use a service outside of that um, that allows me to multi-stream. And sometimes Facebook picks up like that. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, OBS does not allow for a multi-stream right out of the box. You have, to, you have to use some add-on stuff to make it work. Go to a separate site and blah, 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 blah. And uh, that's what I'm doing right now. So I am broadcasting with OBS, but I am... Uh, and OBS does a lot more than what I've got it done here. I mean, it's... I've seen some pretty, pretty OBS broadcasts, but uh, it takes hours to set all that stuff up and you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I got it. I've got my name. I've got my email address right here. I got the phone number up here. I mean, I got everything I need, so I see. Um, and I could go to Rumble as well, but again, do I do I first of all, Rumble, the for the volume that we do, Rumble, I would have to pay um, I'd have to pay like a hundred bucks a month to be on Rumble at the level that I would need to carry all the stream and archive it. And I would just be diluting the broadcast even further. So it's a question of you know now if Facebook starts getting hanky or YouTube, you know something, I might have to go to um, I might have to go to uh, um, Rumble eventually. But as of right now, this is this is where we sit. So that was all the behind the scenes stuff that you didn't uh, didn't know about all the behind the scene. Um, All right. Gotta go. Let's jump into it. All right, welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Duke show. Today it is open line, open form. Um I just decided. I mean, we, you know, I've got so I've got stories that I want to talk about obviously. Some things that are going on. The things that I think are going to be pretty big. Now we're 59 days away from the next election, right? Is that Is that right? 59 Yeah, 59 days. Fifty-nine days away from the August sixteenth primary, regular primary, and from the special general election for the for the uh, the the Congress seat, the House seat, in the House of Representatives, and I've been trying to explain to people. Um, I've tried to explain to people exactly, you know, what that's going to entail, and unfortunately, I don't see um, a lot of people understanding it. And uh, I mean, I've had conversations with coworkers and uh, clients, and just people in general. We get talking about the elections. You know, it's it almost always, you know, somebody always ends up coming to me and saying, "You understand, you know, what's coming? to Tell me what's going on with the elections." And and we talk about it. And the problem is um that it's it's complex i mean it's if you lay it out on a piece of paper probably it would make some sense but and maybe i should put a graphic up or something that explains it all but the whole thing is is a little complicated because you have a whole new voting system that has revamped the primary and has revamped the general and the problem is is that they're not the same they're not the, they're not They're not revamped in the same way. So for the primary, instead of voting for parties, as you normally would, where you would receive, if you were a registered Republican or an undeclared, you could have a Republican ballot. If you are a registered Democrat or AIP or Libertarian, you would get the other ballot. And you would vote for members on those separate ballots. And then they would choose one from those. And those one winners from each of those different parties would then go on to the general election. Um, so one one person one vote for one party, right, on a couple couple different ballots. Instead, they have one ballot, as you just saw in this mail in ballot, with every viable candidate. For that office on one single ballot. And they call it the jungle primary because it's a jungle out there. That's exactly why they call it a jungle primary. And so you then take the top, which is what we just did for the Congress seat, then you take the top four vote getters in that race, in that primary, and those four advance. To the general election, which is then done in a rank choice voting style. I mean, you don't just vote for one, you rank the four in your preferred order one, two, three, four, right? I mean, whoever, I want this guy first, and if I can't have that guy, I'll have this guy second. Oh, and if I can't have either of those two, I'll have this guy third, and, and, and if I get it, I'll have this gal fourth, right? That's, that's how it works. Um, the main problem here is is that because of the untimely death of don young it has forced a it is forced a vote by constitution and statute there's there's <clears throat> things laid out in there uh, as to how votes are supposed to be done if uh, a sitting senator or congressman dies and uh, they've got timelines and deadlines and things that have to be done within a certain period of time and that's why that's why they went to the Uh, that's why they went to the mail-in ballot for this election, because there wasn't enough time, according to the FNUMEI and the Division of Elections, there wasn't enough time to get ballots printed and distributed and set up polling places and do everything else for the special jungle primary. They said the easiest thing to do was to print the ballots and send them to every registered voter on our books. Now, again, interestingly enough, we have 500 587,174 registered voters on the rolls in the state of Alaska. Now, a lot of these people don't live here. A lot of them are, you know, de- dead. Um, there's, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole show baked into the question of how do we <laughs> how do we clean up the voter rolls. Um, I mean, we see anecdotal stories and we hear anecdotal stories of people receiving, you know, two, three, four ballots for people that live there ahead of them or, um, you know, previous residents or people that have passed away. Uh, some people out of state, uh, Jerica in the chat room said something about, um, uh, said she'd received a, a a ballot in Florida even after she registered to vote in Florida. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions there, but. That was the reason why they had to go to the the uh, the, the mail-in vote, is because the, the law calls for the vote to take place within a certain period of time after the office is vacated by, in this case, the death of Don Young. And then after that, <clears throat> the general, the special general election has to take place within a certain period of time. I think it's 90 days after that. And since we were already having a, a regular primary day, they thought that, we should just go ahead and put it on the same day. Now, again, that's going to cause some confusion because you've got both types of you got both types of uh, voting going on on the same day. But we're here to answer questions. We're here to answer those questions and try to explain it to you as as best you could. We're trying going to try to explain that to you and. Uh, and and do what we can do. So the phone lines are open if you want to talk about this. 907-433-3150, powered by our friends at Satellite West. You can find out more about what they do at satellitewest.com. We want to say thank you to them for helping to sponsor the program. Um, but the ballot measure number two and the discussion is tough. Um, there have been some classes put on by various organizations, including several of the Republican uh, committees uh the 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 chapters around the state the district committees they have put together some various um, uh, classes on it they've done they've done some mock voting which i think it's going to take i think it's going to take some mock voting to really get people um to understand how how does it work um, you know, just because that the, the 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 practice of doing it is going to help is going to help you um, and so having a mock ballot will definitely help. Uh, but even Alaskan for, Alaskans for Better Elections, which is the organization that put this forward, is struggling to try and get this information out and try and put all this together um, in a form that, uh, that educates people on this. Again, I've been talking about this for a long time, but it's definitely, definitely messy out there right now. Um, let's go to the phones and see what you guys have to say. I'd love to uh, hear what you, uh, what you want to, uh, you know, think about the rank choice system and do you understand it or do you have questions about it? I will do my best to answer them. Um, if you do have questions about it or want it kind of lined out for you again, I'd love to hear what you have to say again at 907-433-3150. Let's go over to the phones right now. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is me.
5: I'm in Ketchikan.
4: Hello, Susie. What's on your What's on your mind?
5: Well, there's a lot of misinformation out there about this ranked choice voting. Uh, people need to realize that if you rank uh, just one or two, let, let's go to this uh, coming up election with uh, Sarah Palin and, and uh, Nick Baggage on the top. Uh, just rank the two. Uh, if you If you're voting for Sarah, uh, want Sarah first, uh, rank her first. If you, you know, and then rank Nick second. Uh, you don't have to rank the others. And uh, your ballot is not going to get uh, thrown out because you're voting for the top candidates. And when it comes up, down to the election with uh, like uh, Kelly Shabaka and uh, Lisa Mikowski, just rank uh-huh. Kelly Shabaka. Leave the rest of them uh, blank. You don't want to give uh, Lisa Mikowski any votes.
4: Right. So you know,
5: <clears throat> I, 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 have, I, I have been studying this for, uh, well, long before the, it even came up for a vote in 2020. From the maine uh, state of state of Maine election, right, you know on their ranked choice voting. The problem is is the Alaska, you know ballot measure two, you know, with our jungle primary, and the uh, right choice voting is not the same as Maine. Alaska is the only state has got this jungle primary. So this is a problem.
4: Well, California has a jungle jungle primary as well, and they also have a ranked choice voting in some of their counties. And it does get confusing. Um, You can do, as you talked about, you could vote for one, you could vote for two, uh, or you could vote for all four. It doesn't matter. But, again, if your candidate, if you only vote for one or two and your candidate doesn't make it through those first two cycles – then your 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 ballot is exhausted at that point. So you you
5: it, it, it definitely is. But
4: I'm sorry, Susie, you still with us? Well, apparently we lost Susie's call. Um, I'm going to put her back on hold real quick and see if I can bring her back. Are you still with us? Uh, you still with us, Susie? Okay looks like we uh looks like we lost her call. All right, uh so yeah, I mean and there's uh there's of course the Republicans have been, pu- been pushing this idea. Uh you've probably heard it uh in the if you're following in any of the political circles and that is the rank the red, right? That's what they're saying. Rank the red, meaning only vote for Republican conservative candidates and leave the rest off, leave them leave them blank, not giving any votes to uh, any of the other contenders at that point. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, uh, I mean, that could work. Uh, Dr. Fred Van Bennecombe, who was on the program talking about ranked choice voting, talked about how there's even a strategy to try and attempt to get the number two position as the majority of votes on number two, because usually in the, usually in the first round, not everybody, you know, not everybody wins right nobody no, excuse me let me put that back in the first round normally you don't have a clear winner in the first round and so if you're voting for number two there's a bigger chance that that can happen i mean there's a whole strategy to this let's go over here back to the phones good morning who's this where are you calling from hey
6: this is lauren i'm calling from soldatna
4: good morning lauren what's on your mind
6: well just here on this ranked choice uh you know what you just said a minute ago about if you know if you uh, only vote like one or two, and uh, your candidates are eliminated, then you have nothing left. Well, in this uh, congressional thing, if my one and two votes are gone, if uh, if uh, uh, Nick or Sarah are gone out of it, then <laughs> I don't uh, I don't care what happened with the other. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, disaster. Right, thing. I'm going to rank. Uh, I'm, I'm going to vote the first two. I'm going to rank those two, my first choice first, and my number two, and uh, and then that's it. That's, that's, I'm not going to give nothing to the others. And when it comes to the Chewbacca Murkowski thing, I'm going to vote one time. I'm going to vote for uh, Kelly, and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to give anything to, uh, you know, from Mur- Murkowski. I'm not going to give her any place now one thing uh that people need to know is you cannot on this ballot vote number one and then like skip the rest of them and put the one you hate at number four if you leave if you leave two blanks in there they're gonna they're gonna throw it out if you leave one blank they'll just move like your number three to number two
4: right well, um, you know, I would say, um, and this is just my thought on it, I would almost, uh, I'm tempted to vote and rank all four simply as a defensive measure. Um, you know, so like, for example, um, I would take uh, in in this race, the congressional race, uh, if you gave me a choice of the bottom two, I would take Peltola over Gross, right? Because I, I think that she is a more common sense, less ideologue type candidate. So the question is, do I rank the you know the first two one and two, and then do I rank Peltola as third and Gross as fourth, or do I just leave it blank? I don't know. I mean, it's almost like I said, it's almost like a defensive vote. I I would I would like to see make sure that she gets the would get the nod over him in that case, uh, simply because I don't want him anywhere near that. Now it may never get to that. It may never get beyond the top one or two. Uh, it may be it may be settled in the second round. Um, but the question is, if it goes to the third round, then what do we do? Um, and that's, uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting conundrum, whether or not you just rank the red, uh, if there's only one red candidate, then I guess, are you one and done? Is that, is that what you're saying? Basically?
6: Yes, I'm, I'm going to rank the red and I'm actually going to only rank the real red. For instance, if, uh. If Revac or Sweeney were to happen to got in there, I would have done the same thing. I would not rank them on down. All I would do is I would vote for for Nick and Sarah.
4: All right. Well, uh, it's I appreciate it. Thank you for sounding off and and talking about this because I think you know we need to discuss it a little bit. Uh, we need to discuss it a little bit further and try and figure out some way if we can strategize what's going to be happening. Uh, we need to have a better strategy on it. All right, uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. The Michael Duke Show continues. We're going to take some more of your phone calls at 907-433-3150. Do you understand the ranked choice voting system? Do you understand the primary and everything else? I'd like to hear from you. Give us your thoughts. We'll be back with more right after this. What is that?
1: Common Sense. Regularly heard on American Radio.
4: All right. Uh, rank the red, except for those who clearly aren't actually red. Murkowski, Bishop, Stedman, et cetera. Yeah. David says Peltola is, quote, less of an ideologue. Did you listen to her answers during these forums? I'm terrified of even the remote idea that she gets elected. I did listen to her, her answers. Uh, not all of them. I didn't listen to the full forums, but I've read up on some of them um and yeah at least i know where she's coming from she is at least more honest in her positions than al gross al gross kind of terrifies me i mean that guy is any port in the storm and uh so he kind of terrifies me uh, uh i would uh, if you again if you put a gun to my head and said choose between these two i would choose her simply because i know where she's coming from she's the devil you know right versus The other guy who will say anything to get elected and then change his position later on down the road. That's that's what I'm saying. But again, uh, the hope is, is that you don't even get down into the three or four position on this kind of stuff. Um, Susie says, just vote for Sarah and Nick. Yeah. Uh, Now, Donna points out in the chat room. Donna, thank you for this. In California's jungle primary, only the top two go to the general, not the top four. Um, and so that makes it a little bit, I guess, easier. Um, and I haven't studied California's, um, voting system, uh, as probably as much as I should in these kind of discussions. I know that they have a jungle primary and I know they have a form of ranked choice voting in some of the different, uh, areas of California. I don't think it's statewide. Um, but you know, again, there are very few places um, there are very few places in the country that have a ranked choice system. And, in fact, I think we have the most, uh, I, I guess, the most uh, complex of all the ones. We've got more options, more choices right now. Um, are they currently in process by anyone to affect to recall ballot measure number two? They have plans for all eventualities, and they have a dominion on their side, topsy-turvy land, where in person... Absentee and mail-in is in person. Uh, it needs to be utterly repealed. I I have been of the opinion. Um, I have been of the opinion, Marcy, that after this election cycle, so between especially after August, there are going to be a um, there's going to be a lot of people who are extremely frustrated. And um, confused about what's going on. Because remember, the whole point behind ballot measure number two, according to the proponents, is that uh, they were here to take dark money out of Alaska politics. That's what we're here. Of course, all the time being funded by dark money to help get the, the scheme voted in. So that's the, that's the, that's the problem right there. Is uh, that's what people, I mean, I've spoken to people who voted in favor of ballot measure number two. And when I came back and, and we started talking about it and I explained to them exactly what it entailed, they're like, well, that's not what I, that's not what I, I voted to get the, I voted to get the dark money out of politics. Yes, you did. Except that's not what it did. And that's part of the problem. I mean, they were sold a bill of goods. I mean, they sold a bill of goods. Um, How is it legal for them to take my vote and apply it to another candidate? They don't, Corky. That's the thing. They only apply your vote to candidates that you've ranked. If you don't rank any other candidates, you you don't get a say in that, in that round. Right? They, you don't get a say in that round. Floyd says, once again, the choice between bad and worse. I want a choice between good and great. Well, that's, you know, I've said this for years. I've said this for years. I've pointed out that, you know, hey, you know, when you're, you keep seeing these candidates come up and even in the prior system before ranked choice voting, you'd get two candidates. And I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of voting for the lesser of two evils because you realize that amongst the lesser of two evil, they're both still evil, Right. So it's like, would you like a, a a poop sandwich or a diarrhea milkshake? Oh, I'm sorry. Can I have a third choice? I mean, I don't really want either one of those things. Well, one is better than the other. Well, maybe, but really? Ugh. That's kind of where we're at. That is kind of where we're at. Um, And it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating to watch. But I think what's going to happen is after this election cycle, after November, there is probably going to be a hue and cry for um, a repeal of ballot measure two. It'll be a fight, I guarantee you that. It'll be a fight. But we'll we'll see what happens. But I think that there's going to be it's because it's just again too complex, too confused. I mean, look at this race. We have to wait what two and a half weeks. For them to actually decide who the winner of the race is, because they've got to count all the ballots and do the cycles. And I mean, that's just the jungle primary. Wait till it gets to the other one. Oh, baby. Hey, I got a line on hold. I just realized that I didn't get the name. We're going to jump right back into it. Here we go The Michael Duke Show. All right, welcome back to the program. We're talking about um, the ballot measure number two options: the jungle primary, the ranked choice voting. This is the first time we're going around and using it, and it is still uh, confusing. I mean, it's it's super confusing. I mean, this thing is like twenty-seven pages of instructions and discussions on the ballot book when it came in on the voters' man you know, the voters' pamphlet, and. when you saw all the things that had changed, you just—I mean, anybody would. Hmm, guess I don't want to say that. I do. I say anybody with half a brain who read this said, My, "This is so far-reaching and so impactful. Why would we use a citizens' ballot initiative to change something that takes 27 pages to explain?" Um, and of course, references other. Th- I mean, you know, if you if you took all the references and the statutes that they referenced and everything else. The thing would have been the size of a Louis L'Amour novel. It would have been amazingly dense. Why would you do that? Well, <clears throat> they didn't read it because they were told the one thing was this ballot measure number two is going to be great because it's going to get rid of dark money. Yeah, that was it. You heard about that. Oh, it's dark money. Get rid of dark money. Paid for by dark money. I mean, you just didn't. That was the. that was how it worked but people are confused they didn't know again i've spoken to people who actually voted for it and when i explained for i explained to them exactly what what was when i explained to them exactly what it does they're like well, that's not what i voted for i voted to get rid of dark money i know you did but i hate to let me just you were suckered you were sold a bill of goods and in fact, that doesn't even really get rid of dark money because PACs can still, I mean, there's a whole thing. There's a whole thing in there. So anyway, um, let's go to the phones and we'll continue answering questions and taking comments on uh, on ranked choice voting, jungle primary, et cetera. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
7: Hey, this is uh, Ken from North Pole.
4: Hello, Ken. What's on your mind?
7: Oh, this is a little unrelated, but I was just wanted to ask if there'd been any announcement from the governor on what vetoes he was going to make to the budget or, or anything on the budget because I hadn't heard anything and I thought he was supposed to put that out last week.
4: I got a little I got a little whisper from a birdie in the administration who told me that budget announcements by the governor will be sometime in the middle or late this week. So expect Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The governor will come out with his budget. With whatever vetoes he's going to do, he's going to lay all those things out sometime probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week.
7: Now, once he makes those uh, vetoes, there's nothing that the legislature can do to to reverse any of that, is there?
4: Oh, they can override the vetoes. Uh, they would have to call themselves back into session, and then they would have to have uh, a majority to override those vetoes. Um, and I guess it depends on how deep he cuts, uh, that would be the, that'll be the question, uh, on what he cuts and where he cuts, uh, they would have, but they would have to call themselves into session and, uh, and then, uh, override that. Um, and, uh, there you go. That's, uh, that's, that's where we're at right now.
7: Okay. Um, yeah, those, those were my questions because yeah, like I said, I, ever since the end of the legislature, when they. Got rid of their budget. There really hadn't been anything, and then they said that he was supposed to get the budget last week, and then there was nothing.
4: Yeah, he finally got the budget. I mean, it took him forever to transmit it. Um, but then, uh, then here it is. And by the way, they ha- also have to have a. It's not just a simple majority vote um, on the uh, budget. They've got to have. Um, they've got to have uh, twenty four in the House and twelve, I believe, in the. It, in the uh, Senate. Anyway, it's not just a simple majority. So it's, it's harder than, than, uh, than just a regular vote, but yeah, you're right. Uh, They could call themselves back in and they could override those vetoes. The question is, do they, or, and what kind of, and and I guess what kind of vetoes does he put in? That'll be the first question.
7: Okay. Well, thank you. That was my question.
4: Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate you uh, coming in and, uh, and checking in with us. Yeah, between the two bodies, it takes 45 votes to uh, get the uh, to get everything put to bed uh, on the uh, uh, in the House and in the Senate. Um, all right, let's uh, go over to the phones right here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
2: This is Carlene in Kodiak.
4: Hello, Carlene.
2: Hi. Hello, Michael. Just a thought and a suggestion. Would be to call the Division of Elections so that it's crystal clear. Um, I don't want my vote to be invalidated or rejected. This is really an important election. They all have been, but
4: um, why would we? I I guess, Carleen, why would we call the Division of Elections to get instructions to uh, figure out what's going on? What what are you saying?
2: Yes, because. I'd sure hate to make a, a mistake on my ballot.
4: Well, luckily, the next couple of votes—the August vote and the November vote—vote bo- are both in person, and so if you have a question, you can ask one of the uh, one of the volunteers or staffers there at the uh, at the polling place for the for the uh, you know for the uh, you know to make sure that your ballot is filled out properly. Um, the problem, of course, with the rank jo- or with the uh, the mail-in jungle primary is that there were a lot of people who were still confused about what exactly was going on, and they were confused about having to have a signature, and they were, con- you know, there was a lot of things, and and instead of, you know, calling or finding out, they they just, they winged it, and uh, unfortunately, we've got a significant number of ballots that have been rejected, um, predominantly from a lot of the rural communities uh, where English is a, either a second language or not spoken at all, and so, the, and I think there's a lot of confusion there, but Luckily, the next two elections will be in person, so you will have somebody um, who is an uh, election official there at each one of these polling places—a volunteer or poll worker or whatever—that should be able to answer your questions on that.
2: Yes, thank you, Michael.
4: Thank you, Carlene, for calling in. I appreciate it. Um, and she's right; this is an important election, and it's going to take—it's uh, going to take everything we can do to try and pull. Uh, you know, pull things together and make the changes that are necessary, including that number one uh, part that we talked about from, uh, before, which is changing the players from the charter of changes. Uh, we've got a great opportunity here with, uh, you know, with what 10 legislators just literally bowing out of their seats or moving over to other seats to try and run for those, um, including the, uh, Senate majority leader and the Senate minority leader, both, um, Uh, The Senate uh, president and the the Senate minority leader, both of them stepping down and moving out. So there is some opportunity here, uh, but we've got to, uh, you know, we're going to have to get out there and and educate our own friends and relatives and everybody else. Hopefully, if you uh, are talking to your sphere of influence and are explaining this to them, they will be prepared. Um, And that is uh, that's that's a good question. Once a person enters the booth, says Kathleen, they're not supposed to keep going in and out asking for help. Well, I mean, I'm going to make sure my vote counts. If I have a question, I'm going to go ask a poll worker. Um, If they refuse me to help me answer my question or help me fill out my ballot, you know, help me explain how the ballot works, well, then that's a disenfranchisement. And um, and I think we would be talking some major problems. That's why they're there. They're there to help. I'm not saying going in and out. I'm saying if you have a question and you want to make sure that you filled it out properly, uh, you can either do it before or after you filled it out and ask them the question. I think that that's completely, uh, um, that's completely the, uh, the problem. Um, all right. Uh, well, we're out of time. Hour two, dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio ran ran that one right up to the top of the thing um all right so let me go back here through the comments rural communities question mark if they get the ballot they have no problem voting uh was excluded was excluded from one election entirely the state forgot to send them ballots well that's not necessarily true if they get the ballot they have no problem voting again going back to this discussion on rejected ballots the majority of these rejected ballots um, is coming out of the areas specifically villages where, I mean, they're talking about here that people maybe just didn't understand the instructions on the ballots. When you've got a, you know, like a 20, 18 and a half percent rejection rate out of some of these places, that means they did get the ballots and then that they were rejected for whatever reason. Now they're not saying exactly what those reasons are. They're, Apparently, sixteen or seventeen different reasons why a ballot can be rejected, but um, you're not, you're not, you're wrong. Because again, if they get the ballot, then they have no problem voting. That's not what has happened here. Um, what vetoes? There are no vetoes. It's an election year gravy train all around. I, I don't know. I have no idea what vetoes the governor is going to put out there. Uh, I do know that he's going to be making his budget announcement later this week. Rank choice voting is a simple ploy to help Murkowski get elected. After she loses the state, voters will likely prefer to drop uh, rank choice voting," says Christine. I, could be. I mean, I think they'll just be so frustrated whether she gets in or not. It's it's that's not going to matter. Um, I called the Division of Elections when I had a question when dropping off my ballot on June 11th. My question was about knowing when my ballot arrived, since there was no postmark. I hand delivered on election day," says Tawny. Well, there would be. Well, there could be. I mean, my ballot. There would be a postmark on it if you took it to a post office. I don't understand what you're saying here. I know most of a lot of people like you and me. You know, took the ballots and and hand delivered them. But there you go. Uh, Kathleen says it's a secret ballot. They're not supposed to have influence on the vote. Kathleen, you're making this is a ridiculous argument. I'm not asking them to influence my vote. I'm asking them to explain the ballot to me. If I mean if I if I had a question I would go talk to an election worker. They're not there to you're right. They're not there to tell you who to vote for. But they are there to explain. Uh 1 and 8 are rejected in rural areas says Marcy. Um you mean the signatures weren't good enough like too many erase marks? No, I think some of them just didn't have signatures when it was all both. Um uh, let's see. I doubt if he has the backbone, Dunleavy, to cut very much at all, especially being in election season. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I would think that he would have the opportunity. Now, if he was looking to play to his base, he might made it make a significant number of cuts if he's looking to play to his base. Um, if he's trying to play the, the middle of the road, then you're right. Probably not many vetoes at all. But if he wanted to liven up his base... He definitely would probably. Uh, uh, he, he definitely would probably be uh, making some more significant cuts. But you uh, just, you know, again, I don't even know. I I wouldn't even care to guess right now. Uh, right there. Um. If you fill in all the circles on a ballot, you're going to get rejected. Yes, I I think that you're probably right, Chris. If you did fill in all the ballot, all the circles on a ballot. That ballot would definitely be rejected. I would agree with that. 48 circles on this last one. Yes, your ballot is probably going to go into the circular file. That's what just what's going to happen. All right, 53 of you in the chat room right now. Only 19 people have liked or loved or hated this show. Well, everybody, you, you know what? Just go out there and like it, share it, love it. And if you got a sec, go over to YouTube for me. If you haven't done this, if you've done this already, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. But if you haven't done this yet, if you haven't gone over to my YouTube page and hit the subscribe button and then ring the little bell next to the subscribe button to get notified when we go live, I would ask that you head on over there right now and uh, and do that. That's, uh, I put that up in the Facebook page right there. Um, so I, I just do that for me. Would you? It would be a huge, it'd be huge flavor for me. I appreciate that. Uh, the governor was in Ketchikan on Saturday, says Susie. I told him to veto the abortion funding. Well, we'll see what he does. I mean, he has, uh, either defunded it or vetoed it, but again, state or federal law has been trumping that and they've still been funding it out of there, even though, he has done that. Um, well, kids picked as the eight Seward Reds. Oh, people talking about fishing already. Fishing already. Everybody's talking about fishing. Okay. Um, I'm just going back through here to see if they, uh, if uh, Dan on YouTube says, I'm personally going to vote for three. Al Gross will not get my support. Peltola. Will be my last choice. So one, two, three. He'll be voting for Nick Baggage or Sarah Palin, one and two, and then Peltola gets three. and Dan will not be voting for Al Gross uh, as well. Scroll down at this link and see a video on how Archie on ranked choice voting works. It's I, it's a video. I was just joking. Um, I'm sorry, it's not federal law, says Donna. She's correcting me here. It's not federal law that requires abortion funding. It's the Alaska judiciary, and they've they've squiggled around that a few times, right? Because he has voted, he has uh, taken that out of the budget. I know at least once, um, and then they kind of squiggled around it. Um, So I'd like to know more about that. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. All right, we're coming up on it here. Uh, Hour two continues. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based. Breathing and radio. Let's uh, let's go on. Here we go.
0: the Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world.
4: Streaming live around the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeshow.com, where you will find links to our podcast, all our social media feeds, and, of course, streaming live around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator, of which you will find a list as well over at Uh, And, of course, um, the... Uh, the, the, the podcasts are available wherever you find podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and of course, my personal favorite, Spotify. You can uh, find a podcast of the show there every day uh, right here on the big uh, radio program. Um, hour two of the show today, and we're kind of open line, open forming it today. We're taking calls. All the phone lines are open right now, ready to uh, to take and discuss and talk about things. We have been talking about rank choice voting, and we've uh, been talking about how the new election is going to break out here in August. For those of you who are keeping track at home um, and trying to figure out what the new voting system looks like. How does it work? How, how are things going to be put together? And I kind of went over that in the first part of the last hour, and I will repeat it here just for you. Um, but the bottom line is that uh, the voting system is completely changed. Now, we add on top of that the fact that we just did a full mail-in ballot which uh, was even more confusing to some people because they're used to going to a ballot place and, and voting in person and doing all that. So that added a layer of confusion um, and complexity to it. But when you write it out and look at it on a flowchart, it makes a lot more sense. But I'm going to try to, I'm going to attempt to paint. I'm going to paint the picture in the uh, in, in your mind. The theater, radio is the theater of the mind. So let me try and, Paint that, uh, paint that picture uh, for you. Uh, essentially, the, the new voting system breaks down into two parts. You've got the primary and the general election. For the primary, they changed it from voting on a party basis, meaning the Republican Party and the undeclareds would have access to one ballot for the Republican Party, And the registered Democrats, AIP, Libertarians, and Undeclareds would also have access to the second ballot, which was for those parties combined. They would then vote for a candidate, a single candidate, off of those ballots. And you essentially would have two candidates that would then proceed, well, potentially uh, two or three candidates that would then proceed to the general election depending on which party they were affiliated with right so you'd have a democrat you'd have a republican you'd have maybe an AIP and a libertarian or a constitutional candidate that would then pass on to the general where you would then vote for one of those candidates so that was those are the two that's you know how it normally works now with the new system as you've just seen The rank choice or the jungle primary throws all of the viable candidates onto one ballot. And on that ticket, you just have to vote for one person out of however many they put on the ballot 20, 30, 40, 50, 48 in this last instance, right? 48 candidates. You have to vote for your one candidate on that. Then they take the top four vote getters from that jungle primary and they advance them to the general election, which utilizes ranked choice voting. So there will only be four candidates for each office, four or less, I guess I should say, four or less candidates for each office. And then you are tasked with now voting not for one candidate on the general ballot, but for up to four candidates. You're not required to vote for all four, but you have the option to vote for all four and you would rank them in the order that you would like to see them in office one, two, three, and four. Now, if you only rank two of the four and for some reason we end up at a third round of vote getting, then I mean your your ballot would be exhausted. If your candidate is eliminated, your ballot is exhausted if, if you don't have anybody else ranked underneath of them. So they're there's some different strategies here that we've been talking about, about what would work. You know, the Republicans now are talking about ranking the red. So only rank conservative candidates in your choice of order. Dr. Fred Van Bennecombe, who came in and talked to us here a few weeks ago about ranked choice, said that there are some states that in some areas that have used ranked choice that have used strategy of, you know, piggybacking off each other and calling for them to be, you know, make, you know, vote for me for number two. And that somehow number two, because normally – nobody passes in the first round nobody is a clear winner in the first round sometime that number two is a uh, um is a better choice if you're trying to position yourself in there so there's all kinds of strategies in it but the most confusing part about what we have coming up and i'm just i'm trying i know we've hit on this before but i keep trying to talk about it because I, i want to eliminate some of the confusion i want i don't want you to people to show up in the ballot booth and be like what um i want you to understand that on that we just passed the we just finished with the special primary special election primary which is for fulfilling the seat that don young vacated with his death on august the 16th we are going to have the regular primary for the regular election so that's all the seats the governors the senators all the legislature, everything else is going to be on the primary ballot, which will again be a jungle primary ballot. Yet on the same day and on the same, apparently what Fenumi said in the press conference on the same ballot is also going to be the special general election to fill out the seat that Dong Young held for the remainder of his three months of his term. And that one will be ranked choice voting. And then to make it even more confusing, that also in the regular primary portion of the ballot, that same seat will also be up for the regular primary. So you'll have the candidates, most of which you just voted for, will also be in the regular primary for that seat, the Congress seat, for to take over after January when the current term expires. So. <laughs> I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that that was not as confusing as it sounded in my head. Okay. I'm just, I'm hoping that that didn't, but I'm here to answer questions. If you want to, if you want to clarify, if you want to talk about it, I'd love to hear what you have to say. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. I'm doing my best to try and demystify it. Although I may have just confused you even more. Let's go over here to the phones and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
3: Good morning, Mike. This is Marcy calling from Wasilla.
4: Good morning, Marcy. What is on your mind?
3: So, um, in another uh, one of the forums, uh, I shared an article that basically uh, was talking about the vaccines. Uh, in them, it, in the in the studies, they found like. Uh, many minors were having problems with their heart. 270 women got pregnant during the study. The records show that 230 of th- them were somehow lost, but 36 of the pregnant women, um, uh, out of the 36 that they followed, 28 lost their babies. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of more information that's coming out about vaccines. And it kind of bothered me because, um, I don't know if any of you watch... Uh, television we quit cable but we have you know some free services that you get to watch a bunch of commercials and literally it'll be like minutes straight of like sleeves up Alaska pushing the vaccines and and it's not just once it's like every five minutes they have you know onslaught of you know get the COVID vaccine over and over and over and over and it's kind of bugged me and I'm like how much money are they spending on this right And I looked and found an RFP uh, that the state put out and it had in its purpose, it had COVID, you know, pushing COVID vaccines four times in the, stated in the purpose of the RFP. And it ended up into a little bit of a back and forth fiasco with someone online about it. And. I just, uh, Adam Crum, I guess that's his name, got involved and said it was, you know, an error uh, that that it's really not to push the COVID vaccines. I'm like, well, have you changed the RFP then? Have you revised the RFP to remove COVID four times from the stated purpose? And apparently it's federal funding that they're going after. Right. This is, you know, federal, federal monies that they're spending, but... It really bothers me because there is a huge push in our state, and I think you know people are—it's a waste of money. If people have been vaccinated, they're right. You know,
4: well, this is and what you're, gonna... yeah, what you're seeing right now, Marcy, and uh, I'll clarify some of this for you. Uh, the State Department of Health and Social Services is does have a ongoing campaign and has had for the last year uh, a media campaign talking about getting vaccinated. They have done that. Um, that's uh, in radio, television, on digital. Um, and I don't know what the total dollar amount is, but I know that it's um, it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars overall, potentially the millions of dollars. I don't know what the full RFP looked like for the various outlets, but I know in radio that we've seen uh, you know we've seen uh, you know things go out where it's you know thousands and thousands of dollars a month for the last 18 to 24 months. Uh, and they do specifically speak about you know getting the vaccine, and here's the reasons why, and and everything else. Uh, and that is federal money. Uh, a lot of that is just federal pass-through money that came from the CARES Act or the or the one of the one of the uh, uh, pandemic-related relief funds that uh, we're giving the state money that they have to do that. Now that is on the decline. I do know that those those monies are now drying up and going away, but. Yeah, it, it is, it was, so I don't know what Crum said exactly, but the, the verbiage of these ads is pretty clear that they are asking you to get vaccinated. Uh, I mean, that, that's there's no two ways about it. Uh, and it's part of their, uh, I guess, educational outreach, they're calling it, uh, to educate people on vaccines and why they should be taking them. So they did do it. They, they've spent some money on it, some significant amount of money. Uh, my understanding, again, is that most of it is federal money to do that. Um, and, uh, but it is in the process right now, like I said, of drawing up.
3: Um, the other thing that I had a question about, and I, I didn't get a response from Adam on this in the thread, um, was I, in my search for the RFPs for health and social services, uh, they had a residential quarantine RFP, uh, and, it was uh, for the state of Alaska, residential quarantine services for the state of Alaska from March 2022 through FY 2023. Okay. Um, their GEMS uh, system was down at the time, so I actually couldn't take a look at it. But I was like, what are you guys quarantining for? What are you planning? <laughs> what is this about?
4: Right. Well, it, I
3: haven't heard anything. About I, that, but it's I, definitely something I'm interested in finding more about.
4: Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that. And if you do find the, uh, if you do eventually get the RFP and figure out what it's about, I'd be interested to hear more about it. But yeah, as of right now, I know yeah, that, that that's it. that stuff but is I on the, uh, that stuff is on the downswing. So, all right. Well, Marcy, thank you for calling in and joining us today. I really appreciate you uh, sounding off and talking about. Uh, That as well. We're still talking about ranked choice voting. Sean in the chat room says, half an hour explaining how something is supposed to work. Explaining the simple process of dropping a ballot in the box. Anything else is manipulating the process. There should be a limit on complexity of voting. Simple is the best. (laughs) And you're not wrong. If you have to have a flow chart, a spreadsheet, and a slide ruler to explain to somebody how some of this stuff is supposed to work maybe you've overcomplicated. just maybe I mean if you've got to have a breakdown and a flowchart to show it or a five minute video explaining it or 20 minutes of a radio show host trying to explain it maybe maybe it's a little too bit wonk maybe you should just be one person one vote huh just asking for a friend alright we got more coming up the Michael Duke show continues common sense liberty base free thinking radio
0: Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff uh, going on, on, the, on the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: Okay, we are in the break. Okay, uh, I'm going back here and uh, see what you guys have to say. Okay. Uh, Federal law. The Hyde Amendment prohibits the use of federal Medicaid funds to pay for elective abortions. Alaska pays for them without federal match because your judiciary ruled the state must fund them. A veto won't change anything because the courts have decided that the state must pay for them. Um. Kyle on YouTube says, let's make it as complicated as possible. Unbelievable. Says Kyle. <laughs> I mean, that's, he's not, not wrong. Tuckerman says, 2023, repeal rank choice voting. But in the meantime, listen to Michael Dukes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Dwayne, no one is going to give you the education you need to overthrow them. Nobody is going to teach you your true history, teach you your true heroes. If they know that knowledge will help set you free. Well, I think everybody should be as educated as they can be on their own, Dwayne. I think it, it, it behooves people to take that effort and energy to do that. That's the whole, I mean, that's really kind of the whole point of the show is to try and educate, enlighten, and entertain. We're supposed to try and be funny and and about it as well. Dorte says, holy moly, people, that vote will be so confused. I, I think that's, yes, I believe that. Uh, Harold says, of all the governor candidates, Charlie Pierce is the only candidate with a verifiable government management experience. Charlie's know-how to work with legislators to get the job done. Dunleavy is big for nothing. Kirk is too extreme. And Walker is a dreamer. And Herter says, so I get to vote twice? Yes, you get to vote twice for the same office. On the 16th of August, you will be voting twice for the same office. Once in a ranked choice voting style for the remainder of that term. And a second time for the in the jungle primary for whoever's going to be in November to take over the seat in January. Is that is that clear enough? Is that is that like mud? Is that good? I mean, do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is there a person that you feel is a good fit for the office and is not in your affiliated party rank choice voting allows you to select that person? If there, so David saying, if there's a person that you feel is a good fit for the office, and is not in your affiliated party rank choice, and not in your affiliated party, period, rank choice voting allows you to vote to select that person for the job. Or you could just be an un undeclared voter, an un you know an unregistered, you know what I mean, not a member of a party like me. I, have ac- I had access to any ballot that I wanted. There are times when I took the Republican ballot. There are times when I took the other ballot that had Democrats and Libertarians on it because I was voting for Libertarian candidates and AIP and everybody else. So you didn't have to have ranked choice votes to vote for somebody who is not affiliated with your party. I guess if you had a – I didn't have a party. I've never had a party. I mean, I'm having a party in my mind right now. But I've never had a political party that I have been officially affiliated with. So, there you go. Um, okay. That takes us down to the bottom of the comments. Um, and I would love to hear what you guys uh, have to say. So, feel free to sound off in the chat room and talk about anything. Don't forget, you can also uh, go over to my Facebook or to my YouTube page, and you can subscribe. You can subscribe and ring the bell. I need a thousand people on YouTube. I'm trying to decide right now if I want to keep broadcasting on Facebook, uh, if I want to keep multicasting, um, or you know, if I want to change up the stream. I just I haven't decided yet. I mean, because again, the downside to broadcasting on multiple platforms is that uh it dilutes the it dilutes the viewer pool right so the the viewer pool like right now currently facebook is showing 55 people watching the broadcast right now plus we've got another probably 15 or so on youtube and maybe one or two or three on twitch so it's kind of underselling exactly what we're doing which dilutes it uh, if I add another one like Rumble or something, it'll dilute it even more. I'm trying to decide what's best, and I haven't I haven't figured that out yet. But I'm I'm working that way. Like it, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for coming in. We are just talking about some nuts and bolts of the program. Trying to decide if I want to continue to... I'm multicasting right now the program, not only on the radio, but also on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitch. And I'm trying to decide if I want to focus on one platform or not, because it's nice to be kind of everywhere, but at the same time, you kind of dilute your pool of you know viewers and everything so i'm uh i'm trying to make that decision right now maybe you could call in and tell us if you were going to watch on on any other platform what would you do you could tell me what platform you would watch on i'm interested to know what's going on um Phone lines are open right now at 907-433-3150. That is the Satellite West call-in line, powered by our friends over there at Satellite West. You can find them at, of course, satellitewest.com. And we want to say thank you to them for continuing to sponsor the program as we uh, move forward and uh, and see what we got going on. We've been talking about ranked choice voting and um, the complete and total train wreck that... Uh, that I can uh, that I can expect that I expect to happen, come this August when we have all this different all the different things going on at once, the regular primary, the special general election, the jungle rank uh, the jungle primary voting, the rank choice voting. I expect that it's going to be uh, 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 completely confusing, uh, completely confusing. So. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting it's gonna be an interesting uh, uh, August that's for sure. And as I've said before, I would bet almost bet real money, real hard-earned American fiat currency, that coming out of November, there will probably be a hue and cry, um, to reverse ballot measure number two. I fully expect that. And I would support it. Uh, now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it won't happen. But I think there's going to be enough people who are um, frustrated with it. They're going to be like, nope, I'm no, 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 no. Uh, anyway, uh, we're taking questions and talking with you about uh, rank choice voting and 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 uh, jungle primary and everything else. Do you understand it? Do you understand what's coming in August? Do you understand you know, kind of the complexities of what's going on, or do you have any questions? I'm I'm here to answer those. If I can, I'm going to do my best to answer those questions as well. So the number is open right now, again, at 907-433-3150. Let's go over here to the uh, phones and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah,
2: good morning. My name's Heidi, and I'm calling from Soldotna. Good morning, Alaska. Heidi.
4: Good morning, Heidi. What's that? Well, I hope you're in Alaska Good because this is all about Alaska, so yeah. I hope you're in Alaska. What's going on, Heidi? <laughs>
2: yeah, um, I just wanted to say that I feel like my vote um, didn't count this time on the Trump vote, even though you're talking about the the other type of vote, but I already voted on that, and I think it's not going to work either. But I'm just saying that this is the first time ever when I voted for Trump that I had to vote absentee in my life because when I went to the voting polls they weren't there where I normally vote at City Hall and so I had to go vote and I went to the library where they told me to go and there were people standing outside in sub-zero temperature so I'm sure that was a deterrent and when all my phone call is is to say that they're gonna deter any way they can and so did you have just, to did you yeah, vote, did you vote that.
4: a uh, did you vote a question ballot Heidi is that what you voted
2: um, I just, vote, no, I just voted a, a choice, pick one, you know, pick the one you want.
4: No, right but now, I mean, did you fill uh, out your, they, they, it's a, que- a question ballot is where you walk into a polling place. It's not your normal polling place and they give you a paper ballot essentially that they then fold into an envelope and and, and put in there. Is that what you had to do? Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: And I cried leaving because that's the first time it's ever happened to me. Right. And I um, always go vote on the same day at the same place, and it wasn't there.
4: Right, right. And I
2: just, that's just not right. I knew something was wrong, and so I went to the mall, over at the mall, and I didn't really have to stand in line. And then the lady told me my vote was going to be counted by Friday. It would be counted by that coming Friday, Mm -hmm. and that was on Tuesday when I usually would vote. Right. And it uh, happened that they, I went home, and that night I was watching the news, and of course, old Chuck Todd he gets on there and says, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna shut down for the night," which they've never. He just had the fishiest voice, and he's like, "Yep." Yeah. And then they found 140,000 votes right. from wherever. Well, prov- and he had already declared the winner. Yeah,
4: everyone. provisional votes um, or or question ballots. I've voted question ballots quite a few times uh, simply because I live in one area. And I, I live in Wasilla and I've worked down in Anchorage. So I voted provisional ballots from time to time or question ballots. Uh, and they are counted after the fact because they're counted after all the electronic ballot, you know, after all the scanned ballots have already been counted. Um, and so they do work, but that does take some time for them to get, uh, you know, plonked into the system because they're done afterwards. Um, so, I mean, it's not unheard of to vote a question ballot. Um, and it is convenient from time to time to do so, but don't... Uh, you know, don't sweat it too much, Heidi. It It is what it is. Uh, thank you for your call. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller.
8: Yeah, Tim has from Homer.
4: Hello, Tim.
7: Yeah, my question is, with this ranked choice voting, like the last election was super confusing to over half of America. It just seems to me like this is just an avenue to make it easier to distract, you know, voter fraud and all that stuff. What do you think about that? And well, how, and uh, whoever came up with this, how, how is that going to affect our upcoming election?
4: Right. Um, I will say that I think that uh, the, the proponents behind the rank choice voting were looking for two things. I think that they were looking for um, I think they were looking to try and get uh, Murkowski reelected, that this makes it easier for Murkowski to get reelected because it allows the crossing of party lines by the Democrats and everything else. And also the same thing for Walker. Um, so I think that that was one of the primary reasons, and you can see that the proponents behind this have worked closely, closely with both the Walker and the Murkowski camp to try to get them reelected. Um, as far as the complexity of the vote and the count later on, that's going to be one of the questions because um, as far as I have – from the research that I've done, which is not extensive, but I've done a little bit of research on this, there are no – there's no way to electronically collate – All the ballots that they have with a rank choice of one through four and everything else. And so they are, uh, this is going to, it's going to, it's going to be a lot more complex and it's going to take a lot more time to, to go through. You won't have the election results on that night or even the next day. It could take up to 10 or 12 days to get an election result because they have to go through so many rounds of, And in some cases, I think it was Dr. Van Benekombe that mentioned that, you know, in some cases they have to put this out on spreadsheets and essentially crunch them down with a spreadsheet to make it happen. So I think that there is some confusion. Uh, I don't think the state is still – I don't think the state is prepared for it uh, as well as they could be. They definitely have not been educating – they definitely have not been educating the public on exactly – I mean, they put out a video. They have put out some – they put out a few Facebook. I saw a Facebook video the other day, uh, and they've posted a video to their website to try and explain it. Um, but uh, there has not been the outreach that I expect. I expected a huge amount of outreach from the state to say, here's how it works, here's what's coming up, and they did none of that. Um, and uh, that's a little disappointing to me. So I'm I'm with you on that. Tim, I hope that answers your question. Thank you for your call. Let's go over here. we got another call. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
8: Uh, It's Dave from Kenai.
4: Hello, Dave. What's on your mind?
8: Uh, Ranked choice voting. Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't vote for it because I didn't feel a need to fix something that wasn't broken. Yep. And after the fact that it was voted in, uh, I found out that it was a Democrat that got the required signatures to get it on the ballot, which was a huge red flag for me. And apparently it wasn't for the majority of Alaskans. Uh, I think they voted for it because it was there. Uh, they they, oh, I don't they th- just figured it.
4: I don't think it was just it because was a- it was there. I think, I mean, again, did you heard the advertisements, right? I mean, the, the advertisements yes. that ran for the ballot measure number two, uh, almost 85% of those ads that ran, because I saw all the ads as they were running. I saw them. I work at a radio station. Mm-hmm. I see them going through probably 80 to 85% of the ads we're all about dark money, take dark money yeah. out of politics yeah. right there yeah. were There were a handful of ads that talked about here's how ranked choice voting works. Oh, I want a bag of chips at the store, mom. if they've got this, then bring me this. if they don't have that, get me that, give you know oh, that's how ranked choice voting works so but but again, well, that was a minority compared to the get dark money out of politics yeah, that was it, it's
8: boy. all a diversion right but, um my question that it's bothering me about when I go to vote <clears throat> is if I vote for one person, do it goes into a machine. It gets counted. But do human hands touch my ballot after that when it goes to round two? Because I'm thinking about taking a Sharpie with me in there and crossing out everybody else except for the one person I want. And just drawing a line through all the ovals and all the names, but will that nullify my ballot?
4: Um, if it does, go. And again, I haven't gotten clarification on this as to whether or not the current machines that they have can scan for the rank choice. My understanding is is that they're going to have to hand count these ballots for the rounds. That was the understanding that I've been given so far. That they don't they, they don't have the machines right. or the so, software to do it.
8: So if you just vote for one person, right, and leave everything else blank human hands can actually fill in the other ovals for you.
4: I I guess there's a possibility of that. And uh, I don't know that if you put a line through all the ovals for everybody else if it would invalidate the ballot or not. That's a question for an election worker or somebody from the Division of Elections. Um but if yeah, it I, I doubt they'd have the answer. Yeah, and they may or may not have the answer. Again, if it is read by a machine, if they have if they are, fi- are able to find a way by August to get their current machines to be able to read four different choices versus what they're doing right now Mm -hmm. then yes that would probably invalidate the ballot but if they're going to do hand counts and collations that way then that might be a way to prevent that i i don't know at this time is is the best answer to that question i I don't trust them.
8: but yeah that's just me
4: well i appreciate it uh thank you for coming in and uh and joining us today Uh, One final call here this morning before we go through. A couple people in the chat room are saying that if you mark it in any way other than what they tell you, they will invalidate your ballot. So, again, like I said, I'm not sure of the answer to that. Best to ask an election worker, and if that's what they tell you, then there you go. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
7: Yeah, good morning, Willie Keppel and Quinn Hawk. Good morning, Willie. What's on your mind, sir? Well, I think this was a blessing in disguise, what just happened, you know. Um, I live in probably the most socialist part of the state that you can possibly find, maybe even in the United States, and I'm telling you right now, the villagers are unhappy. Okay. (laughs) They're going, (laughs) what's going on here? The Votes don't count, you know, and I'm going, well, uh, how did you mark your ballot? Uh, You know, standing around a boat harbor down here with a bunch of guys, and, and way too many of them just plain flat didn't read the directions which was simple enough you know I mean vote for one but you ended up with multiple choices I think you're going to see a lot of multiple choices and the guys that did that I asked him I says, well did you read did you read the instructions well no well why did you think it was multiple well that's what this whole deal is all about is ranking your votes isn't it I go well not this time <laughs> around so anyway I think what it did was really stir up a hornet's nest. I'm glad it happened. And that's pretty much what I have to say. Yeah, well, I
4: think it definitely is. and, And in your area down there, Uh, They had the highest number of rejected ballots, almost it was 18.5% or something. It was a significant number of ballots. So, yeah, um, I think it will probably, uh, uh, you know, irritate a lot of people, whether it was they marked multiple choices or they just didn't fill out the signature line because they didn't read the full instructions. Um, Yeah, I think think it will go a lot farther to what I was saying earlier, that I think that come November, by that time, people will be so uh, pissed off that you will probably see a push for the repeal, Willie. What do you think?
7: Well, I think you're exactly right. And here's here's the really sad part about the situation. Every village, if there's a job available, I mean, that job gets grabbed, and people fight tooth and nail to keep that job. And that goes for election poll workers, even though it only happens you know, once a year when they do the, municipal elections for city council and school board and whatever. I mean that job it goes to the same people. I mean it's a it's a cadre of veterans. It really, truly is out here. And the vote, when you look at rural Alaska, what do we have to do in the village? Well, we have fishing, we have hunting, we have snow machining, but we don't have much for social gathering other than basketball season in in the gymnasium. And so the vote out here to go vote, it's like a, it's like a community, um, event day right? off. Yeah. I mean, it's a happy day. People look forward to it. They want to go vote. And so here we go. We, we didn't use the people that need that could stand a day's worth of pay. We didn't use those people. So people would, if we'd had a ballot, handed to you by an election worker, they would have says vote for one. And there would have never been a need for a witness. Right. So my opinion really malfunctioned. I think this whole thing is laid right at the feet of division of elections and the Lieutenant governor for not doing their job. That's basically how I feel about it. Well, and I understand.
4: I understand the frustration. Willie, hold the line here. I understand the frustration. The problem is, of course, is that they were on a timeline. They were on a deadline. They had to get it done by a specific time via statute, and uh, they weren't. You know, they, they only had a couple options available to them. That's why they went to the mail-in ballot. Uh, hold the line, Willie. Be right back to you. The Michael Luke Show continues. Common Sense Radio.
0: Streaming live every weekly morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: Okay, we're in the break right now. Uh, Willie, I'm sorry, I wanted to give you a chance to um, uh, finish your thought on that. Uh, but that was the ex- explanation, is that they didn't have enough time to get ballots to each polling place, set up polling places, do all that in the time frame necessary. That's why they went ahead with the mail in uh, the mail-only voting on that one.
7: Well, I'm not buying that at all. If they have time to mail it to each and every individual post office box in rural Alaska, they certainly have enough time to take a handful of them, put them in an envelope, mail it to the city clerk or the election official in every village. And the other part about it was here they're saying, well, we nobody out here, not even me, understood that we were going to be able to walk into the city clerk's office and vote. We all thought. Nope, you got to do it by mail-in ballot. That's right. how it's been declared. Right. Every village, even the city of Bethel, has a a polling station inside the city clerk's office. Right. I mean, what did they call besides confusion with the mail-out ballot and right? Uh, you know. Well, I, and the
4: worst part is, is that the mail-in ballots have no cure. I mean, there's no there's no provision. In state law to cure the ballots, like in the in the municipality of Anchorage, they've had mail-in voting for quite a while. They have a provision to cure your ballot. If there's a problem, they contact you, say this is a problem, you come in and cure it. But the legislature failed to pass legislation this year. There was legislation on the floor that would have created a curing process for statewide ballots, and they have none. So once it's rejected, it's rejected. And that is... Uh, That's even worse, when they had the opportunity in front of them to fix that part of it, and they didn't. And like you said, now you've got a bunch of pissed-off people who feel like they got disenfranchised. That's going to have ramifications.
7: Well, I guarantee there's Lyman Hoffman's not out here going, yes, I'm supporting this malfunction system of voting. Um, And me running against him, I'm going, I guarantee, and I'm going to join with Senator Showers and go over here and turn it back to one person, one vote, and try to get it constitutional so we don't get any more dark money coming in trying to change what we're doing.
4: Well, I hope that actually comes for fruition, quite honestly. I hope that that is uh, part of the plan. I hope that it changes over. I hope people are outraged enough by it. We'll see come August what happens there, especially with both forms of voting being on the same ballot, same day, the race, you know, race for for the for the Congress being both in a primary and a general election form, it ought to be, <clears throat> it ought to be interesting. We'll put it that way. It ought to be interesting.
7: Yes, it sure should.
4: All right, thanks, uh, Willie. Appreciate you call. Uh, appreciate you calling in this morning. Uh, Kevin McKay points out another statute restriction included a forty five day window for military absentee notifications. And that was the big push there is that they had to have a 45 days ahead of it. That's why they uh, – it was another uh, reason why Phanumi, um, I said, uh, they were doing that. Um, although Matt Johnson is correct, he said no excuse for the mail-in ballot situation. Quote, it would be more difficult, unquote, is not an acceptable answer. And he's right. It would have been difficult. But it could have been done if you'd done it. And having that mail-in or having that in-person ballot would have also probably alleviated a lot of the problems, um, um, a lot of the problems that we uh, that are you're dealing with with these rejected ballots. Uh, because again, it, it could have been clarified on the spot. And there wouldn't have been a problem with like any kind of signature verification or anything. And if you do, I mean, if you take your ballot over to the voting machine and it spits it back out because you've... You know, in the case of this last ballot, forty-eight candidates. You're only supposed to vote for one, and instead, you rank your top four, uh, and the machine spits it back out. You can fix it on the spot, and that makes it much, much easier. But we'll we'll have to see. Uh, all right, uh, we're continuing on this morning. Uh, how many people? Uh, how many people on uh, twenty-two watching on YouTube this morning? I've been kind of watching in the background to see what's going on. I'm interested. Again, still trying to decide what I'm going to do with um, the multicast, if I'm going to keep the multicast up. I went to a lot of work to set it up, but I realized later on that I may have shot myself in the foot on it simply because it, uh, again, it dilutes the stream overall. It's much more exciting. People have a. You know, people if they're looking for a stream to watch and they see that there's forty people in a stream, they're less likely to jump on board than if there's a hundred people in the stream. You know what I mean? It has that attractiveness, that fear. You know, it kind of feels that fear of missing out kind of thing. So, trying to decide, trying to decide what to do with that. I haven't, I haven't quite decided yet what I'm going to do. Um, and again, if I just add more, you know, whether it's. Uh, Uh, true. What's the other one? What's the other one that I could do? Uh, Truvia, true, true, true. I can't remember the name of the other one. It's another Truvia. There's a, uh, rumble. There's a, uh, getter doesn't have a, uh, doesn't have a live video feature, uh, when I look for, but, uh, it will be interesting. Now I could drop YouTube and go right back to Facebook. Uh, although some people I know on YouTube are like, I can't watch it on Facebook, but we'll, we'll 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 see what goes on here all right jump back in final thing let's do it share and like All right, welcome back to the program. (laughs) I was answering questions, and then we got talking about the simulcast again. And somebody suggested, Sean Thorne suggested that I should let my viewers rank choice vote their preferred streaming platform. So we should put it up to a rank choice vote on, I don't even know how I'd set that up. Maybe there's a widget or something that I can do to put a rank choice vote to give them four choices to vote on as to which platform I should be broadcasting on and then uh and then you know we'll let the ranked choice voting have its have its place <laughs> that would be i mean it would be an interesting uh um it would be an interesting uh uh, 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 uh you know uh, exercise I guess thought thought experiment um that would be interesting. Which platform gives you the most trouble, Michael? I would have to say that uh, it's probably YouTube because <clears throat> they've got a three strikes and you're out policy. Facebook is a little more lenient, even if you get nuked. And I've never been banned on Facebook or barred on Facebook or put in Facebook jail or whatever. But YouTube has got – those guys have got no sense of humor. Um, it's three strikes and you're out. They just d- delete your channel after three strikes. So, um, And I was able to get my first strike reversed. Uh, after I had a conversation with David Codria, uh on the war on guns about Dr. Lott's, Dr. John Lott had a piece on the election process and, and everything else. And um, they flagged it and said, that's your first strike. And I was able to get that reversed, but it took like three weeks to get it reversed. And I mean, I'm just shocked that they actually agreed to it. But anyway, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, maybe I should figure out, uh, maybe, maybe I should, uh, Maybe I should figure out how to rank choice which platform we should simulcast on. I'll see if I can figure that out. (laughs) That would be fun. All right, final segment of the show here this morning. Tomorrow on the program, it's going to be Brad Keithley and Chris Story. Um, Brad Keithley and I wrote an opinion piece for the ADN, which I don't know if you've caught yet. Um, But it goes through some of the reasoning why the PFD, uh, the taxing of the PFD is so uh, painful, especially for lower and middle income families. It's gotten some interesting buzz uh, on the ADN if you haven't gone out and chance to see it. And in fact, now I think it's been posted in the Newsminer and it's been posted in the Ketchikan paper and uh, a couple other ones as well. So if you want to go in there and read that, I'm sure that we will be talking with Brad probably about that tomorrow as well as Chris Storey. On Wednesday, uh, I expect to have Mike Schauer back in the fold. He should be joining us. and um, and we will uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. We will see what happens there. I'm still working on some other candidates for various offices. Um, I think we will probably try to have Charlie Pierce back on the program this week as well. I'm still waiting for the Governor to reach back out to us um, as well. Governor Dunleavy, the door is open. Um, I've I laid the door open several weeks ago and said I'm ready to talk with you about your candidacy whenever you're ready. And it's crickets right now. I haven't heard anything. We're probably also going to hear from Sarah Palin. I'm hoping this week, maybe Mark, uh, maybe uh, Nick Baggage, and uh, <clears throat> potentially <clears throat> uh, we'll see if we can get Mary Peltola and Al Gross on the program as well. I had Al Gross on the program was it 6 years ago? must have been 6 years ago. That was an interesting conversation. I'll just I'll tell you that for nothing. That was an interesting conversation. But um it uh, you know, it'll be interesting uh it'll be interesting to do. Um all right, I've got uh I've got uh, all four lines open if you'd like to sound off. We are down to the final wire here if you have any questions about rank choice or any comments about any of the you know, any of the things that uh, we've talked about today, I'm here to answer them as best I can. Again, August is coming. We're 59 days away from the August 16th regular primary and special general election for the Congress seat. And that day is going to be a train wreck. It's going to be it's gonna be a hot mess. Um, so, I mean, if you have any questions about what's coming up and what you're looking for, now is the time to, uh, you know, to. And if I don't have the answer, like for the for the gentleman that wanted to uh, to take a mark call, you know, a, a, a permanent marker and 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 scrap through all the different candidates that he didn't want to vote for. Uh, sometimes I just don't have the answer. I think that that would invalidate the ballot, but I don't know for sure. Uh, So that's a question for somebody. Maybe I should see if I can get somebody in the Division of Elections to come in and explain from their perspective what this is all about. The Division of Elections does have a video explaining rank choice voting. Um, And you can go find that on the Division of Elections website. Um, It does a pretty good job. But the problem is, is that most people don't know it's there. And that again has been part of my complaint this whole time about the state's position on these things, um, in that they 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 haven't they haven't done the outreach to educate the public. Oh, we put a video together. We put a website together. Okay, great. Do people know about it? Well, no. Well, you gotta you gotta do outreach to push people to that website. The other day on YouTube, I saw a video, uh, a a commercial. From the state. It was the first one that I'd seen. Uh, And I want to say it was the day before. I think it was the day before. I think it was like the 10th. It was the day before the special election was going. But I mean, you have to explain to people. I mean, you have to explain to people what's going on. You can't just assume that they're all going to figure it out because most people, they don't give two rips about politics. Their idea is that they need to show up at the voting booth, pull a lever for their one candidate, and walk out. They've done their civic duty. They're not going to take the time to educate themselves on, oh, the primary is this thing. Oh, the rank choice is this thing. Oh, now I've got four choices. Oh, now I've got – I mean, I understand. But it's uh, – uh, you know, they have – I don't think that they've done their job in in educating people on how this is supposed to work. I personally don't. We got time for one more call here on the air. Let's go over here and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
1: Hey, Michael Del D from Palmer. Hello, sir. What's up? Hi, just actually it's funny you started talking the last little bit about education. I think that's that's pivotal. I mean, I've seen even in our local areas a lot of the Democrats are getting together and doing you know forums on how to exactly to do this to give themselves the most strategic advantage. Right. I don't see a lot of that happening on the right side or even the independent side of of kind of coalescing together and, and educating people and letting people know that this is what will happen if you vote this way. This is what will happen if you know I'm not saying to tell people how to vote but to let people know exactly how the consequences if they choose to only vote for one or if they choose right. to only vote for Two, or if they don't actually fill out their ballot correctly i think that the more people the more misconceptions or ignorance you can take away from this the better chance we're going to have to actually get a favorable outcome and and that's that's the thing i really like to see whether it be the republican party or it be anybody else that wants to step up and yeah, say hey you I know, agree every, with you. well
4: i know the republicans every tuesday yeah. every
1: thursday of the week would, if it,
4: i know the republicans and others have done this we're gonna to have to get more info on this ld thank you hold the line folks we're out of time we'll see you tomorrow Sorry, we were up against the break there, LD. Uh hard break, top of the hour. Uh, but I agree with you. I know the Republicans oh, no, we're... I know the Republicans uh parties in Fairbanks and I think out in the valley, and I know down south have been doing some some of the some of the uh, districts have been putting together like mock rank choice votings and some educational classes. But you're right, we need more. I mean, and really I think it's on the state. I mean, they spend millions of dollars on BS. Why not spend at least a couple million dollars on educating the voters on this new system that's been in place? Otherwise, people are going to be completely, you know, completely confused on everything.
1: No, I agree. I agree. I don't ever expect the state to to solve a problem which they created. I mean, that's that's a, it's comical at best to say, you know, he'll have the state teach us or fix a problem which they created. I think it has to ultimately come down to us. I mean, it's just personal responsibility. And we've seen, especially in the past four or five years, that if we want something done, we're going to have to do it. And and we're really going to have to sacrifice time, money, efforts, talents to really get the people to stand up and and to fix these issues.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Personal responsibility. That's that's what they call common sense. It's amazing they call it common. It's so rare. Uh, LD, thank you for calling in this morning, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, for being part of it today thank you so much (laughs) folks we're out of time we got more coming up tomorrow the michael duke show common sense liberty based free thinking radio like and share like and follow follow and subscribe ring the bell do the do all the things we will see you tomorrow my friends have a great day